Hey everybody, and welcome back to the latest episode of the Fantasy Football Addicts Podcast. As always, my name is Mung Sung. And I'm Nick Trojels, the Los. Welcome back. It's great to be speaking to you all again. Man, I am so pumped up now that we've actually had a few football games. You know, they might be only be preseason games, but I'm just so ready for the season to begin. What about you? You know, you, ju- you just see the guys get on the field. You just get excited. You know, they're getting their cute little uniforms and start running around the field. And I just get this. Fi- or, um, I mean, I'm manly and we like football and hitting. Yeah, I just drank a, a quart of uh, motor oil before we started recording this. Mm hmm. And uh, yes. All right, so now that we got that out of the way, uh, today we're going to be talking about the Atlanta Falcons starting off the NFC South, and uh, I don't know about you guys, but uh, from what I saw of the Falcons and Titans preseason game, Atlanta looks ready to go. Um, I don't know if it was just the Tennessee defense looking particularly inept, but that first drive with all of Atlanta's first string players looked absolutely, excuse me, absolutely amazing. Uh, I believe Matt Ryan went six for six. They drove down the field, uh, went 90 yards or so. And in that short drive alone, I think Julio had three or four catches for like 60 yards and a touchdown. Not to derail us or anything, but uh, what is the name of this mini series of podcasts we're doing again? Oh, oh, that is my bad, my bad. We are, of course, doing the Atlanta Falcons episode of the Quick Snaps segment. Quick Snaps, 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 Quick Snaps. Snaps. All right, so yeah, I think, uh, man, Julio looked just absolutely amazing. I think he's ready to go. Uh, Personally, I have him as my number one overall wide receiver for this year. I think his ceiling is most definitely number one um, on draft day. You know, in these mocks I've been doing, I sort of flip back and forth between him, Antonio Brown, just because he's got mass potential. And Demarius Thomas has tons of touchdown potential with Julius out of his way. But I can't disagree with anybody who says they want Julio Jones off the board. Number one or not number one, but number one wide out. Right. I mean, last year he had almost 1,600 yards. Um, he hasn't ever been a huge touchdown producer, but I don't, uh, I'm not particularly worried about that. I could see that increasing, especially with Shanahan in town. He just loves to target his number one receiver, especially when you've got a guy like Julio. Uh, I mean, honestly, I wouldn't be shocked if Julio ended up with, you know, 120 catches, close to 1,800 yards, 10 touchdowns. I don't think that's far fetched at all. No, I don't think it's remotely far-fetched. On the flip side of things, though, are you worried any Roddy White's taking a step back? Harry Douglas is on another team. Devin Hester is their number three wide receiver right now. They still don't have a tight end. I mean, Julio Jones is the guy to key on for your defensive backfield. I'm honestly not worried about that at all. Julio has shown time and time again that even when he's double-covered, he's open. He's that talented of a wide receiver. And while Roddy is getting older, he, um, Devin Hester, and then I think uh, Justin Hardy is going to play a little bit of a a role early on just because they don't really have anyone else. Um, And then from what I saw in the preseason, Levi and Toilolo is not the greatest tight end, but I think between him and Jacob Tammy, they'll they'll be serviceable enough to uh, help Matt Ryan get down the field. Yeah, I tend to agree with you. Julio Julio Jones... Something Jones, I'm not, I thought it was Julio, is a transcendent talent. He's 
a large man that can catch a lot of footballs. Uh, yeah, you heard it here, folks, uh, with our uh, very, very classy and uh, very verbose uh, descriptions of, of the players. This is why you come and listen to us, right? Well, what do you want me to say? I just said that I would I would see I could see people taking him first wide receiver off the board. I don't know what, what else you want me to do for the guy. Well, you, you could start by saying his name properly. I mean, do you do you go to a Taco Bell and order some extra jalapenos on your tacos? Uh, is Julio Jones Latino all of a sudden? Uh, no, but I mean, if uh, somebody came to your house and well, let's not get into that. Um so honestly, I don't even know what you're getting into. <laughs> exactly. And that's here. why we're going to skip over that. Okay. Um, fine. So yeah, we agree. Julio, uh, you know, there's a, there's a Julio. <laughs> there's a definitely debate between who should be the number one overall wide receiver, but everybody agrees that Julio's in that top tier with Des and Demarius and Antonio Brown and all of those guys. Yeah. And a lucky thing for a lot of, a lot of you listeners is that for whatever reason, he's, out of the first round, sitting out of the first round in a lot of the uh, mock drafts mm-hmm. I've seen in terms of the ADPs on um, both ESPN and Yahoo, he's sitting as a second rounder. So if you want him, he's probably yours. Yeah, that's uh, completely insane to me. I, I think he would probably be my number seven overall player off the board. I could say so. Yeah, in that range, if if the wind strikes me that day and I want to take Julio over Demarius, or Antonio, which it most likely will, then yeah, he'd be sitting right in that 7-8 range. Alright, so we don't need to uh, beat a dead horse to death again. Um, no, we so, already have. Well, yeah, alright, fair enough. So, yep. Julio, top 5 wideouts, done. Uh, what about Roddy? You mentioned he is getting older, and last year, it didn't particularly look like he lost a step, but it, d- it did seem that he's uh, you know more easily banged up now towards the end of his career. Are you Duh. are you buying into him as a wide receiver three this year? I buy into him more as I, so in a three wide receiver, I would buy into him as yeah as a wide receiver three or a flex potentially in a two wide receiver, especially if we're talking about a PPR league. In a standard, it does you kind of have to weigh your options a little bit. Um, he is a little uh, another year older, another year slower. At the same time, he had 120 plus targets last year. That number I don't expect to dip much. It's not like somebody came here and is going to be. Uh, I mean, Hardy, uh, I think is interesting in as a stash in a dynasty league or as a stash in in terms of if one of these guys get hurt, maybe he can do something. But nobody's going to be taking these targets away from Roddy White. Julio Jones already had 160 plus on his own. He, he's not taking things away from uh, from Roddy White. He's just going to maintain his own production. And there's no tight end that they signed here this offseason, which to me is absolutely crazy. If anybody needed a tight end, Matt Ryan needed a tight end, and they just didn't get one for him. Yeah, I think I would be uh, a little bit nervous if Roddy were my wide receiver too. But as a flex or a wide receiver three, I think he's fine he's a he's a not very exciting option he's he's one of those guys where when you grab him no one's gonna be like oh i really want roddy but i think he'll be serviceable absolutely and that's a lot of the guys that you're going to be slotting into your flex position they're guys that you're drafting later that you're thinking might break out if something happens or you're just looking for guys with solid production he's a solid production guy in a in a standard league he's probably gonna he's probably gonna average you know eight seven plus points per week for you and going forward 
Well, just looking at Roddy's ADP real quick, he's going uh, pretty late, actually. It looks like yep. he's not going till around the 90th overall pick. Um, and some of the guys who are going after him, I do think I would actually take over Roddy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just want to get your opinion real quick. Um, so it looks like Ryan Matthews is going one spot behind Roddy. I would take Ryan Matthews because of the sheer upside that he can bring you if DeMarco goes down. And keep in mind, we're not talking Eagles right now, but DeMarco Murray's first full healthy season was last year. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I would also take Ryan Matthews just because I do think he's even he's going to get a good amount of work even if Murray does stay healthy. But we'll talk about that more uh, later when we get to the Eagles. Yeah. Um, what about uh, another older veteran wideout? Larry Fitzgerald is going a few spots after Roddy. That's something I was going to bring up. I view Roddy a lot of the same way that I view those uh, those Cardinals um, wide receivers. There's going to be enough work for them that they're going to have good weeks and work for you as a flex. Um, the two of them are close to me, but I would probably err on the side of Larry, given the given the injury concerns and given the age. Yep, I would. I would as well. Um, you know, Zach Ertz was going around the same ADP, but he's going to drop now with his, with his injury. Uh, Another guy who's really undervalued, Brandon LaFell is going super late. Uh, I would actually take LaFell well before Roddy. What are your thoughts? Well, I don't know after that Garoppolo performance, because we're going to have what, four or five games of four games of uh, that thrown to uh, LaFell. I'm really not that worried. I think that Garoppolo, you know, definitely uh, struggled in that game, but I, I honestly don't think that he's going to be absolutely awful. I think at the very least he'll be able to get the ball to his receivers. Well, that's he's got to show that it can get to his receivers, though. I mean, it's not like LaFell is some sort of amazing wide receiver. He was good because Tom Brady is who he is. So you would take Roddy over LaFell? Oh, yeah. Sorry. Okay. That, that was the question. <laughs> That's fair. I, I I think I would actually gamble on LaFell instead. Okay. Um, but I can definitely see your argument there. Uh, sure. So what about uh, one last guy, just real quick, Marcus Colson? Oh, see, for me, it's uh, it's a little more personal because I've drafted Marcus Colston a number of times, and then he just doesn't have the consistency that I want. Um, a lot of questions with the Saints this year, which we will which we will cover in our Saints edition of Quick Snaps. Um, I just think that there's more reliable production from a week-to-week basis going into the hands of Roddy White than Marcus Colston. That's fair. Do you think that Colston might be more consistent this year, though, now that Graham is gone? Now that Graham's gone, now that Stills is gone, I think he's going to be looking uh, to hit Colston, his reliable veteran, more often uh, than more, more consistently than prior, at least. So, would you take Olsen over Roddy then? I still think that Drew Brees spreads the ball around enough and he's going to be throwing the ball to Cooks. I mean, Julio is obviously the number one here. Cooks will be the number one down there. And I think that uh, Colston is going to turn into the reliable um, move the chains option as well as, you know, whenever he needs to hit him. I, I think, I, honestly, they're close. They're very similar now that I'm describing them both out loud. Um, it's sort of a toss-up to me, actually. See, I, I think that Roddy's ADP is higher still just because because of his name value, and I would actually value him probably maybe around later than he's actually going along with uh, some of the guys that we've just discussed. Yeah. So how does that relate to Marcus Colston? Well, I think Colston is, is a nice uh, buy low or uh, a late round 
not flyer, but a a cheaper guy that you can get later in the draft okay. who's still okay. going to put up wide receiver three, wide receiver four type numbers. So you look at them similarly, but you'd rather have Colson. Yeah, it's one of those okay. things where I'd rather have the cheaper guy. Okay. Yep, that I buy. Um, so do we really need to talk too much about Hester or Leonard Hankerson or Justin Hardy, any of these guys? I think that you know they're going to help Matt Ryan, but as, as far as fantasy relevance, I don't see them as more than maybe wide receiver fours, if that. Well, that all depends on what Hardy shows us. Um, if Hardy can slot in and turn into like a Harry Douglas type player, Harry Douglas won me some weeks uh, over my fantasy career filling in, especially last year. Um, I forget who was out. I think, I think it was Roddy who was out, but I think actually at different parts of the season, they were both out. There was one game that uh, Harry Douglas filled in and put like three touchdowns on the board for me. Um, So just because of how much Matt Ryan throws the ball and how, how much he leans on his receivers. And if this Hardy guy can, can be, good i think he's worth a look definitely in a dynasty league and he might be somebody that we're saying later in the year hey you waiver wire grab this guy see i like hardy but i think in terms of redraft this year i'd rather take a flyer on leonard hankerson you know he's been getting rave reviews out of training camp and from what he showed in the game against the titans he looked all right and i think that he's going to hold on to that number three job for now He's had he has had great reviews, but the guy that, you know, I think really lobbied for him. I can't think of his name. The the coach that lobbied for him signing with the team. Um, he was with him with in Washington. Shanahan. Yeah, that's his name. Very good. Kyle Shanahan. <laughs> um, good. Good pop quiz. Um, the guy that lobbied for him, bringing him into Atlanta. He really didn't do much for him in Washington. So why should I think he's going to do much for him in Atlanta? Yeah, I suppose that's true. Um, I guess I, I'm not really interested in any of these guys at their ADPs. I'd rather take flyers on other players, you know, around where they're going. Oh, absolutely. At the rounds that these guys are going, you're looking for lottery tickets. And I, there's better tickets out there. There's better dollars to be spent. Um, speaking of mediocre fantasy options, do we Uh-oh. care about Jacob Tammy or Levi and Toy Lolo, any of the tight ends there? I think it's kind of be kind of a tight end by committee and... Yeah, yeah, no, really not. It's really a, it's really a shame for Matt Ryan. If he had a good tight end, he could easily come up with you know eight plus touchdowns, nine hundred plus yards. If they were to take a splash and grab one of those tight ends in the free agency market this year, uh, I will say this: if I'm if I'm taking a flyer on any of the Falcons' tight ends, it'll be Jacob Tammy. I think that he's a tight end too with possibly low-end tight end one uh, relevance definitely Twililo's shown what he can do um or last year do. however tammy was with was with peyton manning what how many years two i think it was more than that well he didn't do anything in any of them well that's even, fair but even in that year that julius thomas was hurt Sure, but you know that's a very different offense, and it's a very different roster. I think that he's got a better chance to shine, you know, in Atlanta than he did before. Actually, is it that difference of a, different of a roster though? Yeah, because I think that you know Peyton's number one, two, three, four targets were all already taken up, whereas Atlanta's, it, you know, it's kind of up for grabs after Julio and Roddy. One, two, yeah, okay, I guess. But yeah, I mean, he's still a tight end too. I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't reach on him too early. But I think that of the tight ends in Atlanta, he's the one that I would target. Oh, I would, I wouldn't reach for him at all. There's, there's a dozen guys 
that I would rather. There's probably two dozen guys I'd rather have than Jacob Tammy. Yeah, I absolutely agree. Um, so now that we've talked about all his receiving weapons, what do you think about Matt Ryan this year? I really like Matt Ryan this year. Um, I know a lot of things that people read. He's never finished higher than quarterback seven. Um, I have no problem with him finishing quarterback seven because quarterback seven is going to be a darn good quarterback this year. Uh, he's got a lot of options. He's got Julio. Obviously we just talked about his options. He's going to be able to put points up on the board. He's going to be completing a ton of passes. I like him. Yeah. My one hesitation is that his ADP does seem to be a little bit higher than the other, uh, low end QB ones that I'm targeting. Uh, but that being said, I do like him at his price. I think that he's one of those guys who, uh, kind of like Ben Roethlisberger prior to last year uh, was always kind of undervalued year after year. And I think that this might be his year, just like it was Big Ben's last year. Absolutely. A lot of Big Ben's production came because of Le'Veon Bell. And Matt Ryan just got himself, you know, another rookie uh, running back, second year for, for another running back. Who knows what they can add to the passing game, if anything. But I definitely think that Matt Ryan is a guy to target in this year's draft. Um, speaking of his running backs, uh, let's talk a little bit about Tevin Coleman and Devontae Freeman. Absolutely. So my personal take is that I prefer Coleman a little bit more. Um, but that being said, I don't think that either one of these guys is going to turn into a three down back. I do think it's going to be a timeshare there. And honestly, I like, I like Tevin Coleman's ability to hit those big home run type plays. But at the same time, I, I feel like he could be kind of an inconsistent low-end running back to high-end running back three option. I don't think that he's a, a surefire starter by any means. I'm going to go ahead and agree with you and maybe say even a little lower than a, a running back three. We covered this when we discussed rookie running backs before and the situations that they fell into. Um, I don't. Atlanta's a great team to be on, sure. I mean, they, they might make the playoffs. You know, they... You know, they'll have success. They'll make money. But in terms of a fantasy starter for you, I wouldn't look to this Atlanta backfield at all. Even if one of them got hurt, Anton Smith can get get in the backfield, rip off some, you know, nice, nice gains for you when he gets a chance. Even even if you want to, you know, throw dev I mean, they can get creative back there because they have a number of guys in their backfield and they got rid of Jack his Rogers, who now plays for your Chicago bears. So that does nothing but open up more opportunities for the guys, but they're just going to be splitting all of those opportunities. In my opinion, I agree in that I wouldn't be hugely sold on Devonte Freeman because they wouldn't have went and drafted Tevin Coleman right away. If they believed in Devonte Freeman fully. Uh, yeah, it's hard to say right now, just because both, both projected starters, so to speak, have been uh, you know held out of games due to injuries. So we haven't really seen anything from either of them this year. Right. Uh, at the end of the day, I think that Coleman's price again. I, I think part of my overarching draft strategy for the entire season this year is to take the values, and I think that Tevin Coleman's ADP is a few rounds higher than Devonte Freeman's. So if I'm going to take a fifty-fifty pick on. And Atlanta running back, I'll take the cheaper guy and Devontae Freeman a couple rounds after. I completely agree. All right. Um, so I think that about covers it. The uh, Falcons defense actually looked pretty good, but it was against Marcus Mariota in his first ever NFL start. So I wouldn't uh, buy into that too much. And uh, yeah, Matt Bryant, always a good place kicker. 
Do we even need to talk about him? I'm shocked you brought him up. I was going to bring him up. Oh, yeah. All right. I mean, I don't normally, uh, you know, talk about kickers too much, but I do think that he's one of those solid options. It was in my head, too. I was like, oh, I'm going to throw him a curveball. I'm going to bring up the kicker. And then you beat (laughs) me to it. All right. uh, I think that just about covers the Atlanta Falcons. Um, Next time, we'll be discussing the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Mm-hmm. Uh, as always, you can follow me on Twitter at FFA underscore M-E-N-G. And you can find me on the Twitter at FFA underscore Lowe's. Don't forget to like us on Facebook. When you follow us on Twitter, subscribe to the podcast. Don't just listen. Make sure to download. Go back and listen to all the other quick snaps. Go back and listen to our way too early pre-draft just to see how crazy things change in just a short time in the NFL. And as always, you can reach Dan. You guys forgot me until now. I didn't forget the you. The entire time. Well, you've been I in didn't timeout. forget you. Was I put in timeout from last time? Is yes. yes. Okay. You you're, can follow you're on me probation. at FFA underscore Dan. Yay. With one N. With one N. Just one N. <laughs> And one D. (laughs) That is true. (laughs) All right, guys. Peace out. Thanks, addicts.